1: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, this is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again on Tuesday afternoon. It is another Tomlin Tuesday. Mike Tomlin took to the podium, of course, saying good afternoon in order to um, kick things off with his press conference ahead of their matchup this Sunday in Carolina against the Panthers. Ooh, there's a lot said about this last game, a lot of stuff going on with injuries that I'll get to very shortly and then um some some question, constant questions about the injuries um and the way that Mike Tomlin handled answering those there was actually this was just a little bit shorter press conference than normal and the number of players coach Tomlin was asked about was much less than normal, So when I do my players mentioned article for Wednesday morning at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, it's not going to have as many players, but the players they asked about, they asked a lot about. So there's still going to be a lot of content in there. It's just not going to be nearly as diverse as it sometimes is. So as I said, Coach Shalman starts off by saying, good afternoon. And he says that he had the same feelings now that he did after the game in regards to their matchup with the Ravens. Um, He said, you know, spash plays, weighty plays, those kind of things determine the outcome of the game. That's typical Steelers-Ravens. That's typical AFC North football. That's just how these things go, and that's how he felt after the game and after diving into it, checking the tape, all those other things. That's still how he feels about it. Uh, He he talked about how the previous games, the Steelers were the ones that made the plays, uh, but this past game, it it was the Ravens. And that was the difference in the outcome. He specifically talked about uh, the second game last year that the Steelers had against Baltimore. That was in week 18 in Baltimore. The Steelers needed it to get in the playoffs. And Cam Sutton coming up with a big interception where they were trying to get the ball to Mark Andrews. that, That the Steelers were the ones that made those plays. In this game, it's exactly right. Um, I'll talk about this more tonight on the Scobro show, but in some in a, in a in a someone who's a fan of the Ravens who spoke to me kind of um, brought up these things as we were talking about it and that was, you know the Steelers they they made them they made the, they had the opportunity to win this game and they made the mistakes. The Ravens, they didn't. They didn't, and the Steelers made multiple mistakes. So you even look at this, that it took multiple mistakes for the Ravens to eke out a two-point win, and uh, the particular Ravens fan I was talking to, not very confident moving forward after that one, that uh, that's another one of those games that the Steelers – should have won, but they didn't. But that that's what happens when this is what this this football team is right now. This is a team um, – we'll, we'll, I'll get into that more uh, tonight on the Scobro Show. Let me get back to the press conference. Sorry, I, I just can't wait to talk about it. Um, Coach Tomlin talked about how the, the blocked field goal was significant. Um, and he said that um, it was the most accomplished kick blocker he's ever seen that came through and blocked the kick. And he's like, you know, we work hard to minimize it, and he's just – Good and delivered anyway. Uh, To me that when, when he's fully healthy, I I sometimes feel that that's, that's TJ Watt. Um, uh, When you have a hundred percent TJ Watt, you, you know, he's good. You can try to do everything you can to minimize him, but Eventually he's still just going to make plays. Um, and that's what happened when it comes to Calais Campbell When it comes and blocking field goals. That's the kind of respect Mike Tomlin had for him. He kind of went on about it. He said, we could talk about what we did, but you got to make sure you're giving props to that guy. Who's the best in the business at doing that. Um, Let's see. Then um, he talked about how special teams were significant after he said about the block field goal. He said, you know, the 17-yard punt, that's low-hanging fruit uh, to criticize there. He says they had a touchback. They're trying to to flip field position, uh, make make the play to, to punt the ball, and you get a touchback. Um, that that's a significant play. Talked about, you know. Then on a kick return, you get a ten yard penalty for a hold. It turns it into, into basically a, a fi- fifty-six yards um, of changing a field position in that regard. And on a personal note, I was frustrated. I never actually saw a replay of James Pierre's hold. All I know that on two separate times when the Steelers were punting, I saw James Pierre get get held horribly obviously, really terribly, one of which was on the touchback, um, that, that he was held big time and it wasn't called. And then he turns around and gets called for the same thing. That's got to be really frustrating as a player. I didn't see how egregious it was what he did, but what happened to him was pretty egregious on that punt that ultimately ended up being a touchback. Even if the, So you, you call the hold, it's a touchback to get it at the 10. I mean, that that's a big difference there. But uh, that was pretty frustrating. But that also goes back to the fact that the head official was from Baltimore. I have a huge problem with that. I know for a fact he's from there. He actually works with my wife. So I know that he's from Baltimore. The the NFL should know better than that than to put someone who's from one city to then have them officiate a game of that team. That should just be someone who's crossed off from that. Um, I, I don't know why they do that, but that's that's. And it wasn't about bad calls that were made. Sometimes it was about the calls that weren't made. Um, Anyway, let's get back to it. Um, I'm getting on my soapbox again. Um, And then when it came back down to the special teams, Coach Tomlin says, these games too many times come down to Justin Tucker and Chris Boswell. So when we're trying to play the field position game and we're not coming through with those kind of plays, uh, that's just kind of what's going to be expected. Now, injuries. Injuries. Kenny Pickett, Coach Tomlin described this. It's what I believed happened, but I said I'd really like to hear for sure that's what happened, and then Coach Tomlin confirmed it. All right, so Kenny Pickett, he was evaluated for a concussion and cleared by the medical staff. Coach Tomlin says, I have nothing to do with it. I just go with what the medical experts tell me. Is he playing? Is he not? I'm not asking them to do anything. I'm just, They just report to tell me if he's playing or not. And he was he was cleared. But as someone... Myself, who has really dove into the NFL's new concussion protocols, I did it for a show back the, for my stat geek back before the Steelers played the Dolphins. I tried to get a much better understanding of what all they did and what all they changed and just exactly how things work. One of the things is, uh, is once a player is evaluated for a concussion and cleared, they are not done. They're not cleared and they're just back and, you know, cleared to go back in the game. And that means everything's all sunshine and rainbows and they don't even bother to look at it anymore. They are continually evaluated. Once, once you've been checked once, you will continue to be checked because with a concussion, sometimes you can have no symptoms to start and then they develop you know, minutes or hours later. So that's why they've adapted this. Oh, sorry, adopted this. Got to get the right word there. um, In the NFL, when it comes to concussions. So that's what was going on with Kenny Pickett. He did not, apparently he cleared everything and he was, and he was clear to go back in. But then after the next drive, he gets reevaluated. That's just the way it works. And when they reevaluate him, there was something of concern. And could it still, I'm going to say this, just because he's in the protocol doesn't mean he has a concussion. Just because someone is ruled out of the game in the protocol does not mean they have a concussion. I think it's fair to say Kenny Pickett's first time against Tampa Bay when he was ruled out because he was in the concussion protocol that he didn't have one because he came back and practiced fully right away that what he had wasn't a concussion, uh, thing, uh, you know, but was kept out because they could not rule at that time that he didn't have a concussion. If that makes sense that you, you could, you could not have a concussion, but unless they can definitively rule, you don't have a concussion they'll though. If there's one little thing that triggers a concern doesn't still doesn't mean you have it, but it means that you stay in the protocol. Um, we don't know where he is right now. We can assume that maybe he has a concussion. Um, I would I would assume going forward that he does, but that's not necessarily the case. But he's in the protocol, making sure that either he doesn't have a concussion or that his that he has progressed through it, because not all concussions are the same. Some are mild, some are extreme. Um, that that he that he's not going to be put in a situation where he could. Um, where it's it's more dangerous because of his current state. I mean, it's always going to be dangerous for these players to play every time the ball was snapped. But what you don't want is a situation where it's more dangerous because of uh, of his current condition. So because of that, Coach Tomlin says, um, you know, so he wasn't he was determined he couldn't continue. You got like Dave, you're saying telling us all this. What happened? What? How is it moving forward? Exactly. He's in the protocol. Does it mean it's like last week? or last week, last time, where they said, hey, he's going to be able to practice tomorrow is what I was told. Coach Tallman did not say that. He has not talked to their medical experts yet about Kenny Pickett's availability. I'm sure that was intentional. I'm sure that was intentional that he didn't want to talk to them before the press conference. Um, And he says his ability to work is going to go a long way into if he'll play this week. But one thing that Coach Tallman said, and then he was asked about it a lot, and that is, he said, both other quarterbacks will need will need to will be particip- will be playing in practice um, to prepare in case Kenny can't go. More on that when we get there. The other significant injury: Chris Wormley, his knee requires surgery. He is out. Coach Tom didn't say how long he's out. I'm assuming he's out for the season. I don't see any way that he's going to come back after four games. So um, I'm pretty sure that's Chris Wormley's uh, last game of 2020, which could very well be his last game as a Steeler. We will see how that all plays out in the offseason. So Wormley's not there going forward. And as I have an article that's about ready to publish about PFF scores for the defense, Chris Wormley was was playing well. He was playing well. He just—he seems to rise up against his former team, the Ravens. Um, he was doing a very nice job. He had the highest PFF score on the Steelers' defense in the game. And the fact that the Steelers couldn't stop the run at the end, some of that was they didn't have Wormley available. Uh, I mean, the other guys still got to step up. You know, the regular guys, the starters, you know, or even the other guys that then have to fill in. But uh, Chris Wormley was doing some very nice things for the Steelers before he got injured in that game. Another injury of note that – apparently with an in-game injury but was not reported after the game or anything, is that Pat Freermuth? it was curious that he didn't play nearly as many snaps as sometimes that he does. He actually was dealing with a foot injury during the game, but he came back, and that that's something that he's managing. Coach Tallman said that it could affect his availability early in the week, not looking at anything, um, not anticipating that that's going to keep him out from any game action, but it could uh, antis- could be – affecting his ability, his, his availability to, to start the week. And then coach Tom says nothing else injury wise that would question a player's availability for Sunday. So of course, you know, you've got dinged up players. He didn't even mention like TJ Watt, Larry Ogunjobi, some of those guys that are, have been on the, on the um, injury report constantly over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but he's he, coach Tom didn't mention anyone else by name that he thought would be held out Sunday. Then, Finally went on to the Carolina Panthers said a lot without saying much typical coach Tomlin. He did talk about, you know, they're a hot team right now. Um, they've won a couple in a row. They, they play complimentary football. And the big thing is, is like they're powering through adversity. They've dealt with a lot of adversity. They, they, they had a coaching change in the middle of the season and they are a team that's really powering through that and playing well. Um, on the other side of the, these things that they've dealt with the season. I mean, they've, they've dealt away players. They've, they've released players, various things like that. And, and they are playing well and they are in the hunt right there in their division um, because it's not a very good one. Um, he talked about how they have consistency with their offensive line, much like the Steelers. Steelers have had the same five start every game. I'm not sure if the same five has started the, every game for the Panthers. I'm not sure, but, They've had a lot of consistency there, according to Coach Tomlin. Um, He says, you know, they've had a lot of different players, at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, a lot of those things. They've had a lot of players in and out, but the offensive line has been stable, and that's probably the biggest reason that they've really taken off running the football the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a break before we get into the questions um, because we need to do so. There's not a lot of them, so it'll be a little bit shorter second half, so stick around. We'll be right back. And we are back Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Let's get into these questions of Coach Tomlin. Um, I said it might be a little bit shorter, but then, of course, I, I fill in with my own narrative too much. Um, Coach Tomlin was asked to re- to reiterate, if it's not Kenny, what's going on at the quarterback position? And Coach Tom says, I'll work both guys. So both guys will be getting this. That he will not commit to a starter. He was asked about, um, you know, when he would make that determination, that would be made later in the week. But he's not focused on later of the week. He's got too many things to deal with that are early week things, beginning of the week things. So that's something that will come out come about later on. So let's just get your popcorn ready. We'll just have to wait and see. It could be any one of those three guys this weekend. Um, he was asking about um, um, and some 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 things from the game that that might have been uh, good from from Mitch Trubisky. He talked about how he moved the ball fluidly you know, move the ball fluidly down the field. Uh, Steelers didn't have any three and outs with Trubisky. The problem is, is there was some of the, you know, those big splash plays that went against the Steelers that, you know, throwing the interceptions, not finishing drives, things of that nature Um, that, that uh, ultimately made the difference. Um That, um, that he was asking about why, why Mason Rudolph at this point, since he's been, Delegated to the third quarterback role all season, hasn't seen a helmet all year. Um, why why would you be considering Mason Rudolph now? And he says he looked at, he looks, you know, once they went to Kenny, he looked at at Mitch and Mason being two and two A, that there wasn't really a big difference between the two, but you had to go with who was your backup and who and who wasn't. And there really wasn't much difference there. So uh going forward, you know, who knows? Maybe Mason's gonna get a shot. Uh was asked about um uh the protocol and, and things with that and coach Tomlin you know he 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 reiterated what he said before in detail i, I talked a lot about it cuz coach Tomlin talked a lot about it and it's that they that they, it's something they continue to evaluate throughout the game even as from players clear to go back they're not done from being evaluated um can, was asked about the concerns uh, if he's concerned about Kenny being in the protocol, or cons- concerned about that, he says it's not for oh because he's in the protocol. Concerns going forward, Coach Thomas says not for me. He's not the expert, and he he this was a constant answer that Coach Thomas kept giving. Um, so. Um, So was asked um, if he had a problem with the hit on Kenny Pickett that caused him to first be evaluated and then ultimately the game. Um, He said he did not. He was asked if he thought it was, you know, uh, of roughing the passer or a face mask. He said he did not have a problem with a hit. That's all he said. Those three words. And that was his answer. Um, There was a lot of questions then about there were the same questions asked over and over again about concussion stuff. And Coach Tom just kept saying, you, okay, you guys are, you know, I know you want to ask all these questions, but I am yielding to the medical experts. We have people from around the world and from other sports that come to talk to our experts about this. Why would I think that I know anything more than them? What they say is what we will do. And finally, they moved on from asking a bunch of questions about it. Um, the, was asked about Mitch Trubisky being overly aggressive because um, that was something Trubisky had said that you know he was overly you know maybe he got too aggressive when they got down there. Coach Thomas says that's a fine line. You know he used his infamous. infamous I'd rather say woe than sick him. but it's a fine line of, of it's a balance that they delicately walk between being aggressive and being so aggressive that you're reckless. Um, it, it, and it really is a fine line there. So would I Would I rather see Mitch Trubisky never take a chance and not even move the ball down to the red zone for the Steelers? No, I wouldn't have wanted to see that at all. Would I like to have seen him reel it back a little bit so they're not throwing, th- you know, two in – only one interception came all three balls were caught in the red zone but the line of scrimmage when the when the play started only one of them when they were actually in the red zone the other the Steelers were just out of the red zone the other they were in ravens territory but not even field goal range and it was a long pass but still you you the, the there's a delicate balance there as coach tomlin said um was asked about the run defense um Oh, that's what's going on. And Coach Tom just jumped right in. And he says, it's schematics and performance. He says, they won the war of attrition. The pile moved forward when they wanted it to. He used an example of, you know, you come up, you make the hit, you have the guy. He falls forward. The pile falls forward. And a second and eight turns into a second and six. You do that enough and they're continually moving the chains. If you're continually getting two more yards at the end of every run, that's going to burn you the whole, the whole way down the field. So uh, that was one of the things that that he talked about. He was asked specifically about the last six quarters, meaning the second half of the Atlanta game um, and all the Ravens game about, you know, being, giving up so much in the run. He's like, they played big rushing teams, teams that, that rushed the ball a lot. Um, and that that's what they do. And they also have quarterbacks that are, that are very highly involved in the run game. So they were very similar teams in that aspect of that's what they were wanting to do constantly with offense. So it kind of makes sense that they had the same kind of outcome with both games. And he also looked forward to this game says we could be looking at the same kind of deal with this game because of the way the Carolina has been running the ball. Um, was asked a question. I didn't even really get what the question was. Um, and, but his answer was so great. I wrote down the answer. Sorry, I don't really have the, the specific question. But uh, this is what Coach Solomon said. He said, It's football. The ball was snapped. You either kick butt or get your butt kicked. I thought that was a, a very good quote uh, to, to summarize some things with the Steelers. And they were, especially when it came to the Ravens running the ball, they were getting their, the Steelers were getting their butt kicked. That's what it was. They'd stabbed the ball, Steelers got their butt kicked okay, was asked about the significance of the injury of Chris Wormley. And he says, it is significant. He's a key piece that they're not going to have, that they must lean on others. And then there was only one more question. Yes, there was not a lot of questions in this one. Um, although I summed up a bunch of the concussion questions and just a couple answers. Um, he says, um, Rudolph, you know, What, what is it now? He's, you know, now that he's been number three, if he's going to come in and do this, you know, what, what, what is it? He's like, and how was he handled being that number three? He's like, he's the same guy this year as he was last year. Um, He comes in and does the same work. He's the same guy and does the same things. So we have the confidence if we need to turn to him that we can. So that was the Coach Tomlin press conference. Whew, there's a lot going on here um, with the quarterback situation. Of course, that was going to be driv- driven with a lot of the questions. Um, but the biggest things to take away is what's going on with Kenny Pickett. If he can practice, there's a chance he can play. If he doesn't. The Steelers are going to start working both quarterbacks and ultimately probably on Friday or Saturday is when we'll get an announcement of what the Steelers plan to do um, in that regard. And of course, I I assume Chris Wormley will be headed, headed to IR. He will, I would not be shocked if he ends up on the injury report for all three days this week. Um, until they put him on IR. I wouldn't be shocked if they don't make the roster move until Saturday, um, or, they, or they're or they going to make it later today. It's going to be one of two things. If they're going to go ahead and make a move that they need to make or they're going to wait till Saturday. I don't know that they need to bring in another defensive lineman because chances are they would possibly be inactive because of how many um, players they have otherwise. I don't know what they're going to do. Could it be someone like uh, a William Jackson III coming back? If if he comes back and starts practicing this week, I don't think they would activate him until the weekend. Um, I really don't know what they're going to do with that roster spot. So that's just something to wait and see and keep your eye on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com because we will have that news whenever that comes out. Make sure you're checking out all of their podcasts. Um, there today there was already a cutting room floor and the Steelers fix. I already mentioned I will be on tonight with my brother at approximately 9 p.m. with the Scobro show. We're gonna be talking about what, what's what's the what's the plan for the Steelers over these last four four games? What's the goal? What are they ultimately looking to do over this last quarter of the season? Um, we'll break it down with some of the stuff from the from, uh, from the podcast now, and of course, special guest on Wednesday night. Brian Anthony Davis has lined up for know your enemy ties to both the Panthers and the Steelers. And I'm talking about from a player standpoint. So, you know, the higher the profile, the player you get, um, you know, former player that you get, um, the, that, you know, sometimes things happen. So uh, that's scheduled. Hopefully everything goes through, uh, where that could be there. Uh, really looking forward to that one. So, um, Here here we go. Steelers got four games left. I just want to enjoy them while while we have them because it's going to be a long offseason and to finish these out, I always have to say go Steelers.